There she is, there she is, there's what keeps me up at night. Oh gee whiz, oh gee whiz, there's why I can't eat a bite. Those flaming eyes, that flaming youth. Oh mister, oh sister, tell me the truth. Greetings fellow investigators and welcome to our video podcast Into the Darkness where my friends and I play the Call of Duty role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The scenario is Reeling Midnight. It was written by Tom Lynch, and it's included in a collection called New Tales of the Miskatonic Valley. Our game master is Tyler Hudak, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. Tyler? Excellent. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll start off in-game, and then I'll have everybody kind of introduce themselves. Um, all of you, through some way or another, uh, know Edwin and Grace Wilcox. They're a middle-aged uh, couple, probably in their late 40s, 50s, uh, you know, somewhere along there. Um, they are uh, very well known around Arkham. Uh, they are wealthy donors to Miskatonic University. Uh, and uh, some of you know them through either that way or through, um, you know, maybe around town uh, and so on. Uh, they're, they're pretty a pretty wealthy family. Um, it is 1923. Uh, I will say that it is uh, summer. Uh, you know, the exact date doesn't matter. Uh, and you have all been invited to the Wilcox's uh, recently built country mansion, which is just south of Arkham. Uh, they, they've said that they have an issue. They, they would like you to come and discuss it with them uh, to potentially help them out. Um, so you all make your way out on this uh, lovely summer evening uh, to the Wilcox's uh, country uh, mansion. It, it's, it's nothing super big, uh, but it's uh, very comfortable. It's very nice. And you're all shown into uh, a sitting room uh, in the mansion, uh, offered a drink. Uh, yes, there, this is during prohibition, but they, they still offer you a drink. Uh, and uh, the butler uh, excuses himself uh, as he goes to fetch the couple. So you're all kind of sitting there. So why don't we use this opportunity to kind of introduce yourselves. Uh, Benjamin, well, let's start with you. Well, um, I all know, I know who all of you are, but uh, uh, I don't know that you all know who I am. I'm a, uh, Benjamin Armand, I am a uh, private investigator, and um, quite frankly, I'm not exactly sure why they've they've invited me here. There must be something they need investigated. Um, I've got a, a little place in Boston. Uh, my uh, secretary is uh, Marjorie Page. Miss Page, I call her. Um, I uh, I investigate things. So. Show me some clues. I'll I'll get to doing that. Uh, and you are Miss. No. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, I'm Dr. Sybil Bentz. I'm a professor of Eastern European history at uh, Mr. Tonic University, with a specialization in um, the Central European countries, but especially Hungary. Um. I know the Wilcoxes from many a fundraiser where we've chit-chatted over um, canapes and, well, shall we say, drinks for people look the other way as to where it came from. Um, 
when you when you all look at me, I'm probably pushing six feet even without shoes and somewhat gawky. But there's something about my uh, my very striking green eyes and kind of maternalish smile that sort of draws you to me anyway. Um, as you can tell by my accent, I'm something of a transplant from Cincinnati, actually. Um, and well, aside from younger Mr. Vandermolen, who I've had in a class or two, um, I'm not sure I've met any of the rest. So I believe you might be an attorney, sir. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm Harvey, Harvey Belvedere. I'm legal counsel and lawyer for, uh, I represent several uh, private investigators. And we uh, work here. together. Yeah, where I'm on here on behalf of uh, Mr. Armin. It's a pleasure to meet you all. Sorry I didn't introduce you earlier. Harvey, oh, that's all right. I like fading into the background. I feel a little out of place in this place. I mean, it's my God. Look at this. Uh, I, Mr. Bel Belvedere, I'm sure we've met on occasion. Uh, or possibly my lawyers have done business with you and we've met indirectly. Uh, but uh, Garland, you haven't mentioned, uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Bentz, was it? Yes. It's a pleasure uh, to meet you, sir. Yes. Uh, I hope the Wilcoxes aren't in any trouble, and that's why they've assembled a slightly unusual group of people. Have you heard it of in Garland? Uh, well, nothing has come to me on the grapevine, but, uh, you know, ever since uh, leaving Miskatonic to go to law school at Harvard, I have been a little out of touch. Yes, it's, it's been several years since you graced my lecture halls. And you don't come home as often as you'd like. You'd think you were ashamed of the old man. Oh, come now, father. I'll see your father and son. Okay, I get it. Now, uh, the Vanderwallens, how, how well would they know the Wilcoxes? Uh, are they family friends? If, if they're sufficiently socialite-like, then I might be the closest connection directly. Okay. Um, and and uh, Garland, how, how old are you? Uh, 24. Okay, so you're just a little bit older, uh, uh, Dan. Uh, you know that the uh, the Wilcoxes, they have a son, Eugene. He's 23, so you probably would have gone to school with him. Uh, Dr. Bentz, you've actually had him in class a couple times, although you you haven't quite seen him uh, recently. Um, but then again, you know, you, you, you have kind of a specialized uh, course, uh, Eastern European history and, and all that. So, you know, you don't always see a lot of the same students over unless they're, they're in that field, which, which he was not. Um, our, uh, Armand and Belvedere, um, you uh, will say that have uh, at least some passing uh, knowledge of the Wilcoxes, mostly through uh, um, Edwin's uh, business dealings. You know that he is uh, very wealthy. He made all of his money in timber. Uh, and so even up in Boston, uh, you, you've heard his name with some of the, the construction uh, crews and, and companies up there. Oh, yeah. There was that insurance thing that we investigated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so after a couple minutes passed, the um, the butler comes back in and bringing a tray of sweets and, and breads and just kind of things to snack on. Um, and shortly thereafter, 
uh, both Edwin and Grace Wilcox enter the room. Uh, they're they're both around, you know, in in their mid fifties. Uh, both dressed very nice, uh, appropriate for you know their their status. Um, he's wearing a suit and tie. She's wearing a very very nice black evening dress. Um, and and they both come in and just kind of thank everyone for for coming, especially on short notice. You only received uh, their invitation uh, a day or two ago. Grace, you uh, look magnificent. Edwin, you know I'll come anytime at all. Good to oh, see you both. Yes, th thank you so much for coming. Um, you know, the, we would not have asked if uh, we didn't feel that there was something going on. And um, with, with all of you, uh, with with your connection to the family and, and to the school, and they, they point at Dr. Benz, uh, you know, we, we feel that, you know, you, um, uh, you you might be able to help us here. And, and uh, uh, Mr. Armand and, and Mr. Belvedere, you have come highly recommended from uh, some of my husband's business partners. Um, so uh, again, we're, we're hoping that, that you can assist us. Uh, and with that, Edwin uh, is kind of agreeing along and he, he says, you know, you know, everybody, please sit down and, and, and let us explain, you know, why, why we, we've asked you here. Um, he says, uh, it, it has to do with our son, Eugene, and he kind of points to Garland and said, you know, you, you know, Eugene, he's uh, a little bit young, younger than Garland here. Um, we kind of feel that he might have lost his way. Um, he's been going to to some 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 parties recently in Arkham uh, on a weekly basis. These, these parties that are are thrown by this Hungarian couple, uh, not not couple, uh, and, and the um, uh, Grace. Uh, kind of touches his shoulder and uh, and corrects him. So no, 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 they're not, they're not a couple. He's her uncle, uh, and he kind of goes, "Oh, okay, yes." Um, the, the, this uh, uh, this family of, of you know supposed displaced Hungarian nobles have been been throwing these parties. Eugene has been going to them, and we're really worried that you know because these parties are so scandalous that you know something's going to happen. We, you know, we feel that you know. And you can kind of tell that he's trying to put this delicately. Uh, and at that point, Grace just says, no, what, what it is, is the, the, the niece. Um, what, what is her name? Ariadne. Uh, she is just a gold digger. She is coming after my son to get at our money. And, and with that, um, Edwin kind of calms her down a little bit and says, yeah, honey, yes, you know, that that's kind of, you know, what we're worried about here, you know, what, what it comes down to, you know, he's been going there a lot. Um, we, we just don't, don't trust these people. I mean, they, they very well, they very well may be European nobility. Uh, but some friends have told me that they're looking for financing to return to uh, Hungary. Uh, and we're afraid that they're trying to get at our finances through our son, which, which, uh, you know, what we're worried about is that they're going to do something to Eugene. They're going to blackmail him or convince him otherwise. And so we're hoping that all of you with all of your connections, with all of your knowledge might be able to help us and, and find out what's going on because he's, he's just not listening to us. Well, Eugene has always been a uh, passionate soul. I'm not surprised to hear that he's uh, gotten himself caught up emotionally in such an affair. It, yeah. sounds, it sounds to me like you also want to know, A, if they are aristocracy, and B, if they're actually financially well off, or if they've lost their entire fortune, which is certainly possible after the First World I can't say the First World War, after and, the Great War. And, 
and and the treaty. Don't forget that. Yeah. They lost a lot of land. Also, you, Professor Bentz, I think you can back me up. Ariadne is by no means a Hungarian name, is it? It, it, it is not. It's Greek. It's Greek. And what was Ariadne in Greek myth? Spider lady? She was, well, So that's sort of. acting. She was, that, right. no, no. She was the one who um, put the string in the Minotaur's labyrinth. cave. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that Theseus, yes, Theseus could find and slay the Minotaur and I find his way I've, back. I've got a, a rather lovely uh, uh, ceramic with Ariadne on it somewhere in the archives. Um, what's well, the some, last name of this couple? Uh, Varga. Uh, it's uh, Ariadne Varga and her uncle is Zoltan. Zoltan. Varga, and how old Varga, you Varga Ariadne and Varga Zoltan. All right, then. Uh, uh, you may not realize this, but in Hungary, it is one of the only European countries to use Eastern name order. Okay. I did not. Um, th that was speaking in character. Mm -hmm. Right. So what does that mean? First. You, you mean they put them in the wrong order? If you can, you can put it that way, yes. But when you introduce someone, you would introduce them as, if it were me, for instance, I would be Bent Sybil. Uh, the, put the surname first because it's probably the more important thing. Yeah. Something as much like as that. I love a good classics and literature discussion, uh, Edwin and, and Grace, where is your son now? Uh, I, w w uh, Grace speaks up. I, I don't know. Um, you know, we uh, we had a little bit of a falling out uh, yesterday. Um, I, I think he went to one of his friend's house. Um, you know, I, I found this and, and with that, she pulls out this uh, invitation. Um, she says, I found this in his, um, I, in his uh, room. Uh, and when I confronted him about this and said that I was not going to allow him to go to these parties anymore. And I was taking this invitation. He just laughed at me and said, he's been there so often that they know him, uh, and they would let him in. And, and so she says, I, I don't know where where he's gone again he, he's probably at one of his friends however we know he'll be at this party tomorrow night let's see uh arkham but come one come all to the arga estate 863 halsey street on friday evening at eight o'clock well bacchanal ah. is going to be drinking and carousing and, and again greek greek word yeah uh, there's a there's a uh, well huh? the this card it has it seems to have Greek pillars and and grapes on it as a um, aren't the um how how connected are the Habsburgs with the Greek uh, royalty you know if they are I thought they were like the with the English and the Germans and the, I just don't know my connectivity. I'm curious, uh, Keeper, when they say that there's a, a, a Varga estate at this part of Halsey Street, does that seem like the part of town that there would be an estate in? Uh, yes. It, 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 well, it, estate is probably um, a little bit uh, too dis. Uh, it, 
they're over descriptive for it. You, they're they're going to be larger houses. They're going to be mansions there. But like a sprawling estate, you're not going to find in that part of Arkham. But it is a nicer section of the town. Sure. And because despite we, being fairly well connected, I don't know this Varga family at all. And actually, for those who live in Arkham, give me a no roll. <laughs> Seventy-eight out of eighty-five. Eighty-seven out of eighty. Um, Twenty out of seventy-five. So I've nice. got a hard. So, so for those who made it, um, yeah. Again, uh, so for those who failed, you you know that it's a nicer part part of town. That that's kind of you know what what you know. For those who made it. Um, you know that yes it is in fact a nicer part of town but it's also one of the older uh parts of town and so the houses there while they're still very nice are not very new they're they're uh, maybe not i don't want to say run down but you know some of them are in a little bit need, uh, need of work and so you know the wealthy of arkham don't necessarily live in that area do we know uh, roughly when the Vargas uh, made it over to this country? Uh, they, the Wilcoxes say, uh, no, um, you know, we know that they've been uh, throwing the parties for um, a number of weeks now, um, you know, maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, I know that uh, when, when they first started um, or when Eugene first started to go there, uh, you know, that's when they, they started to get, you know, a little bit scandalous that uh, this Ariadne and, you know, as she says that she says that with this stain in her voice, this this Ariadne, uh, she um, I, I've heard there's drinking and there's jazz music and dancing. It's it's all very scandalous. And I know it's just going to come back on our son. In fact, and she kind of starts looking around the room, pulls out a newspaper. And she says, I believe there was an article on one of these uh, parties in uh, this week's newspaper. <clears throat> a recent article from the Arkham Advertisement. The Gadabout, keeping up with Arkham's social scene. Not that the tea and biscuits at the Hall family estate were not delicious, but with the baptism complete, it was time for this reporter to take her leave and make a very special call. For some time, the gadabout has been hearing tales of wild, loud Friday night parties taking place in one of the old mansions over in East Town. Supposedly hosted by members of European nobility, I was anxious to learn more. Well, I finally managed to get my hands on an invitation and away I went. I can't divulge the actual address, but from a number of automobiles parked up and down Halsey Street, it's not really hard to find. Although the mansion is a bit shabby, supposedly it's rented, light poured from all the windows and the sound of laughter and spirited conversation could be heard all the way to the street. Somewhere, a piano played boogie-woogie music. What a mixed crowd it was. The gadabout was certainly surprised. In attendance, were a couple of well-known older gentlemen in the company of our host, and even tenured professor from the university whose name you could not tear from me with wild dogs. I couldn't stay all evening, but I had the opportunity to meet the gracious host, a distinguished gentleman from Hungary named Zoltan Varga. Be assured, the gadabout will be attending next week's gathering. Stay tuned for more, Madeline Manchester. 
Well, it doesn't exactly answer a question I was going to ask, but I was going to look into the fact to see whether they are owners or renters. Um, this certainly sounds uh, like uh, they're just trying to get their hands on some money. Hopefully your son's uh, not that stupid. Maybe I, we just I hope so. I hope so too, but you know, he's young, you know, young men do do silly things and I'm just afraid he's being pulled into the, the drinking and whatever else goes on there. And and with that, you know, there's even more disdain in her voice. Hey, you, do, I, do I know any of uh, Eugene's friends, people he normally um, associates with? Yeah, you you'd probably know a couple of them at least, or at least people uh, who um, you you think that he would uh, you knew he associated with it at one point in time. Um, you know, if I remember correctly, you you've kind of been away a little bit at uh, law school, so you, you you know you haven't been coming back and seeing him a lot. So it's been a couple of years since you've seen him. But yeah, you would at least know you know you have some uh, common acquaintances between the two of you. Okay, so I have some people I might. Uh... I can ask around, see if anybody else that uh, Eugene pals around with uh, have been going to these events. Nothing I, else. I could at least lean on some people at at work to see if maybe if any of them might be that that tenured professor at the party. Heaven knows, there's many of us that have uh, rather um, interesting private lives. Well, and you might need a little more than a, a pack of uh, wild dogs. Was it uh, was mm-hmm. that to get that name? So I don't know what the, what you're keeping in the department uh, offices these days, but. Mm. True. Edwin Grace, you don't know how uh, Eugene first met this these Vargas. No, um, you know I I know that they are you know kind of going around town, um, and who knows how he got this invitation in, in the first place, you know, he, he does go out and, you know, go to these parties. Uh, I suspect that he, you know, met one of them, you know, through, through that, uh, and you know, you haven't met either of them yourself. No, absolutely not. We have not been to, to any of these, uh, uh, parties at all. Um, she said, uh, you know, come to think of it, you know, it's very possible that um, he's been, he's been uh, spending his time around um, uh, one of his uh, acquaintances, uh, Gordon Checkley, and and Garland. This name you know rings a bell. It's definitely somebody that you both would have known. Um, but you know him as kind of one of these um, rich uh, sons of uh, or sons of a, a rich couple, a dilettante. Uh, himself, who's really more interested in smoking and drinking and just living the high life as opposed to doing anything with it, with his life. Whereas Eugene, at least at one point, had shown that you know he he was going to college. He wanted to do something actually with his life. So how how is he actually doing in college? Uh, well, he and uh, at this point, Edwin uh, uh, speaks up and says, "Well, you know he." He was doing well, and then you know, about a year ago, he decided to uh, to take um, some time off. Uh, I, I think this uh, just being in school uh, had burned him out, and so he needed that time off. And really, that's when all this started. Uh, not necessarily not, not, not these parties, but that's when he started going out more uh, and and at all that. So, Javi, um, do you think uh, we can uh, take a look and see 
if we can find any dirt on this uh, Zoltan and Ariadne of Baga. Oh, I'm all over that. See if they've been trying to scam other people around the, the area. Oh, yeah. I want to check out there, try to trace them back to their origin and see what type of history is following them. I hope um, you two uh, have some form of a protection or separation between your primary capital and your son. Um, I mean, that's not none of my business, but that would be the first step at protecting your assets. No, no, I, Edwin says, you know, no, I, I appreciate that. You know, we have been working with our lawyers, um, you know, Eugene can't, and that's the thing, Eugene cannot get at the uh, family funds. He's got his own trust fund. He has his own money to spend, uh, which he gets, you know, some each month. However, the full funds would only, uh, he'd only be able to access them in the event of our deaths. Uh, our lawyers have seen to that. And, and even then, it's, it's a limited access until he turns 30. Well, if it's, uh, if, if that's the scam, the scam is more like, uh, marrying your son so that she has legal rights to some of his money. Um, Possibly. Um, Keeper, when was the last time uh, Eugene was in, was in my class? Uh, at least uh, a year or two ago. You, you recognize the name um, and as they, and there are pictures of him around the room. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you recognize him, but it, it's been a while. He, he was not a history major. He was a business major. And so was likely okay. taking your course as, uh, um, as an elective. Okay. Um, and, and so the, you know, the Vargas, you know, you, you enough the Vargas, the, the Wilcoxes, you uh, continue your conversation uh, for a little while. And, you know, it, at some point, you know, Edwin says, so, um, you know, I, I hate to impose uh, on all of you for this, but but would you be willing to to go to this party tomorrow? And if nothing else, find out what's going on and make sure Edwin is is OK. We are more than willing to uh, provide monetary compensation for this. Obviously, any expenses you have, we will be more than happy to um, to pay for. Yeah, I think uh, Dr. Dr. Benz, you're going to be invaluable because, you know, you're Hungarian aristocracy pretty well. Uh, we need to trace and figure out what, how these people are really connected and if they're, if they're charlatans. It's certainly possible from what I've heard so far that they could very well be displaced aristocracy, but I would need to get a closer look at ideally their family line, but I have a feeling they would be very reticent with it. Well, maybe there's some other Hungarians around that, uh, mm. you know, don't, aren't people rather proud of their family lines? Uh, maybe they know something. Yes. Of course, I would need to be very careful how I spoke because, well, after the treaty and, and all of that, well, it's a little bit difficult to speak of. Mm. Well, if they wanted a better treaty, then maybe they should have thought about fighting the war a little harder. Uh, now, uh, Father, do you think we could pay a visit to the Checkleys? Uh, perhaps if you strike his father up in conversation, I can take Gordon aside and uh, try to find out a little bit more about these uh, these events of theirs. Yeah, if you uh, if we think that Gordon was the um, introductory character, and Gordon is a bit of a um, you know. A little loose, isn't he? So yes, we could stop by uh, 
There's always Very one nice. up for carousing. I'm sure it shouldn't be difficult to get a dock. At least no. to me, anyway. I don't know about anybody else. Avi, we'll uh, we'll go check the public records and see what we can find out yeah. about these people. Public records and start tracing this. Um, the, from the description in the uh, Arkham Advertiser, just wondering the only expense I can really imagine you'd need to put forward, Edwin Grace, is maybe something uh, for uh, Detective Armand to wear that makes him look less like uh, Flatfoot and more like a Bohemian. You know, a little little paisley something or some shoes that look less practical just so he fits in uh and i think a little i'll more take colorful, colorful huh a little more colorful a little less you know of the people oh of course you know ed we have a wonderful tailor in town if, if you go and visit him and, and edwin gives him gives you his card just uh tell him that we sent you and uh, he'll be more than happy to to get you whatever you need uh, and charge it back to us all right, I can always use a new suit. Consider it a perk. Well, you know, we, we thank you all very much. I know this is a, a huge ask and a huge imposition, but and, and hopefully it leads to nothing. And if so, you know, at this time uh, next week, you know, we'll all be laughing about this. But uh, in the meantime, it would go a long way to to ease us. I, I, and hopefully you can see why we can't just go do this where we're hoping that you can assist us in on this. Indeed, I'd be of afraid course, that you'd course. chase Eugene into their arms. If, exactly. Uh, if that's what exactly. their plan is. Well, if we can discredit them completely, I mean, if they genuinely need to be discredited, then we can have them thrown in jail. I, mean, I, I hope it doesn't come to that. Uh, I, I really do. You know, I, I hope that, you know, they are genuine and there's there's nothing malicious or criminal going on in the background. But we're going to feel better uh, regardless. Well, we'll be discreet. We don't want uh, we don't want you dragged into the public forum. Uh, we, so. we thank you all for that. Uh, and with that, the, the, the night kind of, you know, uh, you ends up with, you know, a small talk, you know, talking about business, you know, various things like that. Um, and then, um, you know, they thank you all uh, again. And um, you, you all even go back to your respective houses, hotels, you know, wherever you might be staying. Uh, night passes without issue. Uh, morning rolls around. Um, so so uh, tell me what, what everybody's doing. Uh, Benjamin and Harvey, we'll start with you. Um. So I think that we need to check the public records on these people, see if there's any yeah. former, you know, any background that these, uh, this Zoltan Vargas, Varga. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Vargas. See uh, where they came from, see how far we can trace them back, at least in the United States, and see if there's any records. Check you know, if they're renting, there's got to be some paperwork there. Um, why don't I'll go to the police station and I'll check... Uh, See if they have any record. Maybe you go by City Hall and see what you can find out. Yeah, I'll do the yeah, I'll do Hall of Records. All right. Marjorie, you hold on the place, okay? It's my secretary, Marjorie. <laughs> okay. Um, so why don't you both give me um give me library use rolls. All right. And we'll see what comes up from that. 37 is a I've got 37. How about that? Nice. How often does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and Harvey, how did you roll? I did a 90, a typical oh. kickoff roll for me. It's City Hall in <laughs> Arkham. It's, get, it's, all, it's, get all the bad rolls out now. 
Um, okay, so so Harvey, you go down to City Hall. Um, you you don't find anything about the Vargas themselves, uh, although you do go in and you start looking at the um, the house itself um, that is at eight thirty eight sixty three Halsey Street. Um, you find that it is definitely an older house. It, it was probably built in the late seventeen hundreds. Um, not, not, nothing unusual for that part of town. Um, it's kind of changed owners uh, back and forth for the last, you know, probably 50 or 60 years. Um, recently, uh, it was bought by a, uh, um, a, a commercial, not commercial, sorry, no, a um, like professional landlord. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, of, you know, but, you know, they, they they rent houses essentially um and so you know from that you kind of infer that the the vargas did not buy the house but they're they're probably renting it like from um, a realty trust company. exactly exactly thank you um but but that's really all that you can find uh benjamin you go down to uh city hall or not city hall to the police station um and you are looking to see if they they know anything about uh the vargas is that correct right i mean everybody that knows me Okay. Um, so you actually come across, uh, when you get down there, you come across an old friend of yours, uh, Detective Stucky. Ah, um, Stucky. Yeah. Like, hey, uh, Benjamin, what, what are you doing in Arkham? I thought you were up in Boston. Uh, yeah, I had to end up, I ended up back here. Um, so, Stucky, um, I got this situation. Uh, some of the local um, big shots, uh, there's some, this, uh, their son's been involved in some sort of partying business over on uh, on uh, Halsey Street. Mm, okay. uh, I don't know if you guys have been called at all on the, the ruckus going on over there. But uh, um, uh, we wanted to, we, uh, I need to find out if this uh, Zoltan Varga or his daughter have any kind of prehistory as far as uh, shady business uh, scamming people. I think they might be scamming these uh, the rich folks. Okay. Well, you know, I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I've kind of moved up in, in the department a little bit. I don't get to go out on those, you know, gr uh, calls anymore to, to things like that. Uh, you know, kind of working some of the bigger cases, but, you know, give me a second. Let me, let me call down uh, to a buddy of mine uh, down at the, uh, at the front desk and uh, the, the, he's going to know if there's anything uh, going on. And so he kind of turns around, picks up a, the phone. You can hear him talking back and forth with somebody for about a minute or two. And he said, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thanks. And so, so he puts down the phone. He's like, yeah, um, uh, you know, that, that house, you know, we've been called out a couple times, uh, for, uh, kind of, uh, uh raucous parties going on. N nothing too bad. I mean, you know, the typical that you'd find, you know, rich people drinking, dancing, you know, stuff like that. Mostly the neighbors just not liking the noise. Um, I asked them about the Vargas. Uh, they said, you know, they're, they're the people living there. Um, they seem like very nice, uh, people at, uh, I think it's an uncle and his niece or something from, uh, I don't know, somewhere hungry. in Europe, hungry. hungry. Yeah. So, um, you so know, no other previous, than that, no previous no. Uh, records of these people. No, I mean, they, uh, it, it's the only time we've ever gone out is for those noise complaints. So, you know, outside of that, you know, that there hasn't been much, you know, that uh, the front desk has said that they've had to do. I'm going to see if I can get a photograph of them when I, if, if I see them, but, okay. uh, because maybe they changed their name, maybe their aliases have changed. 
yeah, I mean, if, if you find anything, let me know. I can, you know, always run it, uh, you know, contacts and people. I mean, you, you've got probably more contacts in Boston than I do. So, uh, you know, you, you can always do that. But, yeah, if you find anything, let me know. I'm always happy to look at it for you. I mean, I owe you the one for that, that one time and that one thing. Oh, yeah. Well, we wouldn't want to forget that. No, no absolutely That was not. a bit of a nightmare. Um, all right. Well, if you hear anything about them, you know my number. Uh, give me a call. All right. Yeah, absolutely. No. Um, so just so I know, um, uh, Armand and Belvedere, are, are you guys, are you from Boston and just kind of staying in a hotel in Arkham or are you actually living in Arkham? Well, actually, I kind of made a mistake when I introduced my character okay. because I see here I'm, I live in Arkham. So yeah, I'm, not, I'm in Arkham. Boston's Boston okay. about two hours. Then, then ignore anything that I yeah. said about Boston. So all the Boston stuff. Yeah, it's okay. No worries. <laughs> All right. Um, Dr. Uh, Bentz, um, so you said you were going to see if you can kind of dig up who that professor is? Well, I was interested in that, but I'm also wanting to trace back the actual uh, Hungarian nobility to see if Varga, like, like what type of noble family mm. they even are. Okay. Okay. Um, then let me see here. So that's going to be a library use role, but how, how are you going to go about trying to figure out uh, about the professor? Well, my first thought would be ask basically, um, <clears throat> there are, obviously there, there is the university grapevine people mm -hmm. talk. So there's probably people who have had whispers about them attending some of these types of things. Okay. Like if someone happens to be a bit of a booze hound or a party animal, that sort of thing. It's might not be like well known among a lot of the faculty, but if there's always that one person, everyone's like, if you want to have a good time, talk to this one. Okay. Um, so let's uh, let's say this. Give me a combined library use and um, it kind of feels like a, a charm roll where you're trying to get information out of people. So just roll it once, uh, roll the dice once. And uh, if you pass both, then you pass both. If you only pass one, then you pass one. Just kind of use that that one roll for, for both of those rolls. 26. So that is a hard pass for library use and a fail for charm. Okay, so with the uh, the library use, you're kind of digging into the Varga name. Um, you you can't find any uh, that like direct Hungarian nobility um, uh, that is named are named Varga. However, you can find um, uh, some mentions uh, in uh, the uh, I guess um, genealogy uh, and and things like that. Um, with uh, that, that lead you to names that are are, are Varga. Um, it, it's not a very common name, um, and if they are nobility, it's like they're the cousin of the cousin, twice removed of you know some uh, you know Hungarian noble who's you know, something like that. So they're probably, uh, from what you can tell, if it is them, they are probably wealthy. They probably had some like land noble title, but not like a royalty uh, title. Okay. Um, with the uh, with trying to kind of go down the grapevine, um, 
you know, you, you start asking around um, and, and, and you know who to ask, you know who the people who would politely get this information are, you know who like the, the secretaries are, but you're, you're just not, nobody seems to know. If somebody's going to these parties, they're kind of keeping it uh, tight-lipped be, uh, for, for whatever reason. Okay. Um, and then uh, the Vandermolens, uh, you said you were going to go to the Checkleys, uh, correct? Yes, um, I'm, I'll, I'll call over there and speak to the secretary or whoever man, maintains the social things for the house, the wife or the secretary. Um, it would probably be, uh, they're not super rich, you know, they're, they're um, definitely not as rich as, as you are or the Wilcoxes, um, but, you know, they're, they're wealthy. Um, so it's probably be the wife who is doing it. Her name's Sybil. Um, and, you know, when, when you call over, she answers the phone and, uh, oh, Thaddeus, it's, it's been forever since we've talked. How, how are you? Oh, it's, you know, it's another beautiful summer in Arkham. I'm very well. I hope the family is uh, happy and, and uh, comfortable. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We're, we're doing very well. Thank you. Um, what, what, uh, what do, for what do I owe the pleasure of you calling? Well, I'll tell you. Um, there's a there's a potential little bit of gossip that I have to oh. share, uh, and maybe something I can pick up from you. And Garland's in town over the summer. Uh, oh, lovely! Is uh, is is Gordon in as well? Uh, no, he actually moved into his own apartment um, uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> in town. Um, uh, yes, uh, although he, uh, you know, is kind of living the bachelor life right now, so you know he's in and out. Um, he, uh, I, you know, I, I can give you his address if you wanted to look him up, but um, it, it's Friday, so I, I know he's going to be out and about uh, all day, and then he goes out, and he, you know how kids are. They, they have all these parties and, you know, the socialization and, and, and all of that. Uh, well, you know, I, I, you might as well give me the address now so I can give it to Garland. He'll want to drop by and, uh, uh, you know, Clint. Okay. Uh, cider cups with him. Yes, <clears throat> absolutely. And congratulations. Uh, uh, and she gives you the address. Um, it's uh, in a kind of a nicer area of town, but it's kind of known for um, you know having like basically like apartments, uh, things like that. Right, and and not anywhere near Halsey Street. No, no, it was. It's probably you know a couple miles uh, away. Uh, well, Sybil, I'm looking forward to talking to you. Uh, what do you say I drop by uh, after lunch, maybe two? That, that sounds great. Yeah, please do. Uh, we'll, we'll have it ready and you know, we'll catch up. Well, just be a minute, but it'd be, it'd be lovely to see you. Thank yes, you. absolutely. So she kind of hangs up. So, Garland, it seems like um, it'll be grown-ups only. Uh, do you want to buzz by Gordon's place and see whether he just sleeps until three and they think he's running errands or? Yeah, we'll, we'll see what the what the bird has done since they tried the test to see if he could fly or not. <laughs> um, before I go over there, I'd like to call a few, um, you know, comfortable families, maybe with European ties and see if anybody has heard anything. And if anybody invited these Vargas to town. 
Sure. I, I won't even make your role. You know, you, you kind of call around town uh, to some of the families, you know, um, nobody has uh, heard. Uh, I mean, they, some of them have actually heard of them. Um, you know, you kind of get the impression that, you know, they've, they've invited a, a number of people to these parties. Um, uh, and in fact, um, uh, you know, give me, give me a luck roll. Sure. That is a, a very good success, a 16. Awesome. So, so one, uh, as you're talking to, uh, you know, one of your um, friends who uh, is from uh, Europe, um, you know, they, they, you know, don't know the Vargas themselves, um, but they have been invited to parties and they, they know that they, but they haven't gone and they know of people who have, and they kind of relate to you that, you know, these parties uh, started about uh, two months ago. Um, the, the Vargas, you know, kind of showed up, um, you know, maybe a couple of weeks prior, started making the rounds at the right restaurants, the right places, uh, meeting people. And at first, the parties were very um, kind of uh, tame uh, is basically, you know, Zoltan, uh, the uncle inviting people over uh, to get to know them. They, they, the, what they relate to you is that, you know, he was really trying to um you know, just kind of settle in to this new area uh, and, and meet the people there. Um, and the parties weren't, weren't, you know, anything, uh, you know, raucous or anything like that until about a month ago or so when um, Ariadne started to kind of take over the parties. And that's when um, they started to get the reputation that they have for being, um, you know, having the drinking and the jazz and being called the, the Bacchanal and, and, and so on. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Um, I sh we should, I'm, I'm going to have to check in with Grace uh, and Edwin about just how much money uh, the lad Eugene has to throw if he's actually funding these things and they don't know. But we'll see tonight at any rate what, what the scale of things is. So we'll thank them and uh, I assume that I, a visit to the Chucklees doesn't provide a lot more. Yeah, the, you know, your lunch to the Chucklees doesn't you know, really provide more information. Uh, the impression that you get is that they can, they're either delusional or um, just kind of ignoring uh, the obvious that, you know, their, their son is just kind of a partier and they're just kind of under the impression that he's either like sowing his wild oats before he settles down or, um, you know, just he's really, that, that's what, you know, they, they feel he is. He's just going through a phase and that he'll, he'll get out, um, you know. And I'm happy to humor them. Exactly. And, uh, all right, thank you. Very good. Question um, keeper. Yes. Um, I, I'm into my research. That's part of what I do for uh, for my career. And uh, I would I would like to pour in a little deeper there. If I spend a little more time, could I push my role? Sure. On okay, here we go. I am pushing this. Virtue of dumb time. Oh nine. Nice. That's a dream. So, so remind me again what you were looking for. Um, I was looking through the Hall of Records trying to trace back uh, the Vargas. Yes. Um, so you, you start digging a little bit more. Um, and 
the more you dig, uh, the, the more you find that, you know, and granted, you know, you're, you're in Arkham city record. So it's not like you're, you're dealing with immigration records or, or something like that. However, you know, you start being a little bit more creative, you know, if somebody's renting a house, then you know they have to if somebody has to file paperwork on it and they probably live somewhere else before that you really start to get the impression that they just kind of appeared uh here uh, a couple months ago about two two and a half months prior to this um and there's no record prior to that interesting all right thank you interesting <clears throat> and uh, Garland, were you going to go over to? I was going to uh, go pay a visit to Gordon, see if he's okay. there. So you go over to Gorlin, uh Sorry, you go over to Gordon's house, uh, his apartment. Um, it's uh, you know a decent apartment. It's it is in an apartment building. Um, it's nothing you know too extravagant, but you know still kind of upper uh, class a little bit, mid mid to upper class. Uh, you go to his door and knock on the door, and there's no answer. Um, go ahead, though, and give me a... Give me a no roll. 99. I know... So, yeah, you're you're just kind of uh, distracted. Um, you know, you're you're there. You can kind of smell something. Uh, this weird acrid odor coming from uh, his apartment. Uh, not not that something like is actively coming out. You just have this like lingering smell that you can definitely tell is coming from his apartment, but you you don't know what it is. Is, you, is you his door no locked? Yeah, it, it's it's locked. Um, there is a window there. The shades are pulled. Okay, and that's all. That's all locked up. Um. I'll go down the hall mm -hmm. um, next door and knock. Um, and it, after you, you hear somebody moving around and, and after about 30 seconds or so, uh, you hear a voice on the other side. It's a man's voice. Uh, it says, yes, uh, can I help you? Uh, sorry, I am uh, trying to check in on Gordon Checksley, your next door, uh, the next apartment over. Um, no, uh, haven't seen okay. him in a, in a bit. Um, just uh, just wondering if uh, anybody in the apartment building has seen him in the last uh, little while. And so so the door kind of opens up and this, um, you know, fairly large uh, man, it looks like, uh, you know, he might be like some type of um, a blue collar worker or something, you know, pretty muscle built wearing a, a T-shirt and a pair of slacks, uh, opens the door and kind of eyes you up and down and says, uh, why, why are you looking for Gordon? Uh old friend of his um, in town for the summer just wanted to check up on him mm -hmm. um well i don't think he's home oh go, go ahead and give me a persuade roll oh seven that is oh. a hard success um he goes he kind of looks you up and down a little bit more and um uh, so how is garland dressed how, how would he be dressed very casually. Okay. Um, I'm not. I'm not in a three-piece suit or anything. Um, I, I do have a bit of a um, a preppy look to me. You know, okay. like I do look like an upscale, rich 
college uh, kid, but I'm not like dressed to the nines. Okay. Okay. Um, so he, um, he kind of looks you up and down and he just kind of sighs and he's like, look, man, I, I, I don't know where Garland is or Garland. I keep saying Gordon, Gordon is, um, you know, he, he comes and goes, he's, he's kind of a partier, man. Uh, so, you know, he's bringing girls home all, all times of day and night, you know, look, I, I got to get up early in the morning and he keeps me up at night. The smell that comes from out of there, it's just, yeah, you know, he's just a partner. He's probably out and he kind of, um, there, there's like a, a side window near there and he kind of glances out. He's like, his car's not even here. So I, I, I don't know where, where he is. Sorry. Oh, well, that's, uh, no worries. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for at least talking to me. I mean, ever since I left town, I, I fear that some of the, uh, my associates have gone a little wayward. Um, he's like, yeah. And he kind of looks around to make sure nobody's in, in the hall. And he's like, look, man, you know, I don't know how well you know him, but, um, I'm sure you can smell that. I mean, do you know, do you know what that is? Uh, I, I'm not familiar. He's like, man, that that's marijuana. Um, he's, he's, he's gotten really into, um, you know, drinking and, and drugs. And I mean, he seems like a nice kid. Don't get me wrong. And, and the guy's probably in his forties. Um, and he says, you know, look, he, he seems like a nice kid, but you know, he's definitely into that, that partying and, and drugs, you know, who knows how long, much longer he's going to be around here. If he gets my riff drift. Hmm. Well, I suppose you, you don't know any of his uh, usual haunts. No, Just man, a... no. He's, uh, I, I know like every Friday night he goes to this like some big to-do party by some some rich people. I, I don't know. I, he kind of steps back and, you know, I mean, look at me. I, I'm not going to these parties, obviously. So, um, you know, I just kind of have to deal with it in the mornings, uh, you know, when he comes home, you know, things like that. All right, well. Appreciate so much uh, you taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And with that, he kind of steps and closes the door. Um, so, so with that, that kind of takes most of the day. So, um, by around you know six o'clock or so is when you all kind of finish up doing whatever. Um, what are your plans? Uh, I'll even let you say that you know you all kind of uh, exchange information. So if you want to meet up somewhere, you can. If you wanted to just meet at the party. You know, let, let me know what, what how you'd want to do this. Hey, Harvey, what do you What's... think? They fixed me up pretty well, huh? Oh, you look great, Ben. Is my disguise going to fool them? You think they'll know I'm not some uh, fancy-schmancy rich person? Well, maybe as long as you don't say anything, you'll pass off just great. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get our stuff together and go. I suggest that we all uh, meet at my place and travel there in at least two vehicles so we can That'll be easier. have a little organization and then know that if one vehicle is compromised in any way, we have another way out. Yeah. Should we go in all obviously knowing one another or should we sort of... My, th like my I thought is that, you know, Eugene made it clear that he didn't need his invitation, but other people might. So if we present an invitation as a group, then mm. we should not be worried about admittance. Right. Yeah. While we're here, Father, uh, do you have any Greek texts that could uh, enlighten us as to her choice of name, if it is, in fact, 
Well, it's not Some a great game. Of... Uh, sure. Uh, let's see. There, the myths in the library are by the bust of Hephaestus. Um, there should be uh, Hesiod there, and I, you know, I mean, you know, I only read about a tenth of the books that I buy, so. <laughs> You're maybe being a little too generous with that number. Uh, let's see. Here, Ariadne. All right. Is this is this the this what you're talking about? These. Yeah, that looks promising. Greek Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And I mean, what what you find in there is basically what you'd expect to find, you know, of the what what you've already said about the the Greek myth. Um, not nothing um, extraordinary uh, out of that, or it, it like uh, was brought up by Dr. Vance earlier. It seems a little bit odd that she would have a Greek name and be Hungarian. Although I, you know, I know people who name their children Thor and things in New England. Some people just fetishize other cultures. Um, uh, Mr. Armand, I think that uh, I think you were treated very admirably. Do you feel comfortable? Oh yeah, um, it's a very nice suit. Yeah, or if fine you call it a suit, I don't exactly know what this thing is, but now don't fuss with it too much. They can be equal just once you loosen them. Um, are you going to be, uh, what, what do they say, Gar uh, Garland, packing heat? Oh, uh, well, yeah, I usually have that. I usually have a gun. I've got a gun. But I keep it in my holter uh, here. Um, and you want to uh, see it? Oh, no, I'm just curious. No, I believe we're fine uh, knowing you have it at least. Hmm. Do I need some uh, fancy uh, schmancy thing for my cigarette? Uh, given what Garland told me about what Gordon's been up to, uh, probably you could be rolling your own out of swamp grass and it would oh. fit right in. Mm. Yeah, if Gordon's habits are anything to go by. The the most important thing, I believe the, the invitation says, uh, come one, come all, so mm. I... I don't believe they're going to be too too picky. I would advise you, however, uh, rich folk tend to be a little skittish when investigative types come. Uh, well, come hopefully, around. I'm disguised now. Hopefully, I'll just um, act I do eccentric. Want to... <laughs> of course, I do want to fill you all in on what, on what I discovered when I did some digging into the Varga family, at least. Um, it. As it happens, if these Vargas are in fact nobility, it is quite distant and it is through land, not noble, not like royal blood or noble blood or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, it's the, the easiest way I can explain it is cousin of a cousin twice removed, sure, et cetera. Sure. And from what Harvey said, they seem to have just appeared out of nowhere. My yeah. guess is they might not even be Vargas. That might be a. Uh... They it's might possible, be. but but I may not. I wouldn't ask that at the party because if in fact we are wrong and they are in fact nobility, oh. offending our host would be a very bad idea. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't want to give ourselves away either. And and uh, Professor uh, Bence, you you would be able to just by hearing their their uh, accent, 
you could probably identify where they're from roughly? Roughly, I do speak Hungarian. Yeah, I'm wondering, that, you know, as I said before, aren't most uh, most families rather proud of their their background? Hopefully he'll just start spilling the beans and say, oh, yes, my mother was this and my father was this. Then you'll have more stuff yes. to go on to check. Uh, on. If we're, if we're going to be maybe a little a little frank, this Ariadna has an interest in richer young men. So if we're going to split up responsibilities for investigation, I'm sure it wouldn't be any trouble for me to slip into a conversation, uh, into a circle with good old Eugene and his lady. Mm, yeah, certainly. Uh, be careful. There's probably going to be all kinds of drugs going on here. At marijuana. Uh, probably a lot stronger than marijuana. Yes, um, from what I've heard. Well, Thaddeus didn't raise a fool. Well, at least not more than one. Uh, right, yeah, so uh, we all agree, I think, uh, Detective and, uh, and Harvey, the fact that they've only been throwing these forays for a couple of months and they're being louder all the time suggests that they came in with some capital and they're trying to throw it around to look to get the right introductions and then get out of Dodge. So we're all pretty much on guard. But I'm personally going to try to have a good time as well. It's a pretty, yes. pretty, pretty old estate from the from the early 1700s. Lots of owners until the recent uh, Realty Trust Company came to own it. But it looks like they're renting it out to them to the Vargas. So right, we'll take it over there. I've got a larger car and you a smaller one, detective, and that way we'll. Maybe we should park one of them around the corner in case there's any kind of interference with vehicles. Yes. I, I'm sorry to embarrass you by uh, playing up the espionage angle, but you know, I don't get out that much these days. Just bear in mind, this isn't really an entertainment. We don't know that there's something really dangerous going on here. If they're criminals, you know, criminals, they uh, might it's be. It's my understanding that con men in general uh, aren't terribly violent. They're mostly reliant on the trusting nature or the innocence of youth. Well, let's just hope that we don't have the one con man that's dangerous. Hmm? Well, that's, why I'm, that's why I'm glad you're packing heat. So uh, with that, you, you all kind of pile into your respective cars and head over to uh, Halsey Street. Um, once you get on Halsey Street, um, it's, it's pretty obvious where the party is. The, the street is filled with parked cars. So your plan to kind of park around the corner, you had to do that anyways. Um, they, there seems to be you know, a, a lot of people. And as you uh, kind of get out of your cars uh, and walk towards the mansion, it's very easy to spot uh, because it is brightly lit. You can hear even from you know, a, a distance, you can see it, you can hear the music, you can hear people talking. And so this definitely seems like the right place. Um, I'm going to assume everybody's just kind of walking up together uh, unless somebody says otherwise. Um, as you, I'm oh, sorry, go on. Okay. Um, so, so as you start walking up towards the, the house and it's a, a two, 
It's a two-story mansion. Um, it's it's fairly. Uh, it looks you know in fairly good shape. It looks like a very very nice house. It's definitely what one would consider a mansion. Um, as you start walking towards the the front door from from the street, um, you can see that the front door is open, and standing in the front door is uh, what looks like to be a maid, although she is a very uh, an older woman, probably in her sixties. Um, graying hair, a little bit bigger woman. um, And she's just kind of standing and blocking the door. And in front of her on the front porch is uh, another woman, uh, probably uh, in in her 50s. She's not dressed up. Uh, She's dressed more of what you would consider like a middle class person to be wearing a hat, a nice coat, a skirt. Um, But the the woman is sitting or standing there. uh, And as you get closer, the ma- uh, she's yell- almost yelling at the maid who's blocking the door and the woman is saying, do you know who you're talking to? And she just kind of stops and the maid just kind of looks at her and you, she doesn't say anything. You can kind of hear her let off this grunt. Um, uh, and so the, the woman responds, well, <laughs> What well, so be it. We'll see how you people like next week's column. And she turns around and, you know, as she turns around, she just starts to walk off the porch and try to basically just push through you to, to get, uh, you know, back to the, the sidewalk. Hold on, folks. <coughs> uh, um, this is Manchester, is it? Uh, the, the woman stops and it kind of looks at you and, and is a little bit surprised. And she goes, maybe who, who are you? Uh, you know, uh, just some some first time party guests. Can we step away from the house a little bit? I don't want. What's the name of that woman? Uh, that uh, Gorgon who keeps the door. Oh, her. Oh, I think her name's Frida or something like that. Are they cross with you about last week's column? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, uh, who who knows? You know, I, I I was able to get in last week. Why they're not letting me in this week? I don't know. I I lost my invitation so so maybe that's the reason uh and you, you could tell that she's like you know very hot under the collar uh, about this um she's kind of you know uh, spouting off a little bit um not really making too much sense but um mostly because she's just really really mad that she can't get in um she keeps talking about saying uh, about how you know they're going to regret not letting me in this week because you know i'm just you know because of the column and they're just not going to like what i say Hmm. Well, that might be for the best. We don't know exactly what sort of people these are anyway. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, we're, we're going to go in as a group, if there's no objection, in a moment. Um, do you know where there's an upstairs bathroom? I'll just slip the invite out under the lawn and you can carry it in after us if, that, uh, if it's worth your trouble. Or, unless you'd rather just write an angry column, which I understand. Oh, well... Um, uh, I mean, that's, uh, I'm sorry, you, your name, uh, oh, Mr. Uh, Thad Vandermolen. Oh, Mr. Vandermolen. I, I appreciate that. I, I really do. Um, but you know, if, if I ran into that, that woman again, I'm sure she would, you know, throw me out. So, uh, well, I appreciate the gesture. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, and she kind of roots around in her pocket and she hands you a business card and the business card actually does not say Madeline Manchester. Uh, it says Callie Smith, uh, reporter, Arkham, uh, advertiser. 
uh, he, uh, she says, you know, look, if, if you find out anything interesting or you see anything interesting tonight, please give me a call. Um, I would love to kind of spill the beans on this party and, uh, you know, you know, make, make them look bad. Uh, My pleasure, Miss Smith. Uh, the woman who threw out, was that Ariadne? No, no, Ariadne, no, she's uh, much, much younger. Uh, uh, th this woman um, I, is their maid. Uh, I, I don't even know if she speaks English. Um, and so she kind of, um, and with that, you know, she kind of thanks you again and then turns off and starts, starts walking down. Uh, the, Be in the touch. Range. Um, the, the maid at this point is, is still kind of standing at the door, just kind of staring at you all. Mr. Vandermullen, you need to be careful. Uh, talk to the members of the press. We want to keep this on the, the down low. You gave me a name. She's going to use it in the paper. Well, I mean, frankly, uh, and Mr. Belvedere, you'll back me up. I don't think she'd be very well advised to bring a Vanderbilt into this on the basis of having been given a name by a stranger in the dark. Um, let's shuffle around a little bit so that we're not associated with that woman. I tried to pull her off the porch before that conversation, but I don't want yeah, to. Yeah, and you would have, you know, it, uh, I'll say that you were at least, you weren't necessarily hidden from view, um, but, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you were talking to her about this on the porch. Very good. And having her on site could be useful if we have to uh, cover our tracks a bit. Um, Keeper, um, the chatted name was directly to me. I chatted you something. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, right. Yeah, the, the name was Callie, C-A-L-L-I-E. Short for Calliope, I believe. Uh, and, and so with freak. that... The, um, the the maid is just kind of staring at you. You can see behind her uh, the foyer into the mansion. Um, there's a gentleman kind of standing off, kind of leaning against. Uh, you see this um, staircase in the middle of the uh, the room behind her. There's a gentleman just kind of leaning back. Uh, it looks like he's in his 30s. He looks very amused, uh, kind of watching the, this whole ordeal uh, take place. Well, Garland, friends, this must be the place. Apparently, they do have uh, standards throwing out certain types. Uh, good evening. Yeah, they don't want the press here. This is the Bacchanal, I believe. We've got uh, this ticket. And uh, the maid just kind of reaches out, looks at it, kind of gives you this like squinty eyed look. You can tell that she uh, seems to be a little bit upset about what happened, a little bit mad. Uh, she kind of looks at it again and then finally steps aside and waves you inside. Good evening oh. to you. Thank you very much. As as we walk by, I decide to test something and say, you know, thank you to her in Hungarian. Um, she just gives you a blank look uh, and does not respond. Hmm. Okay. Um, as you walk into the foyer, um, it's a uh, basically a spacious ent entry hall. It has a very nice flagstone floor uh, that's well scrubbed. It's very clean, um, but you can you know, just by looking at it, you know, just kind of staring around the room, um, you can tell that you know the, the flagstones have cracked in a couple places. Uh, right directly in front of you is a grand staircase that leads up to the second floor, and it's lighted by a very large electric chandelier that that's hung uh, from above. It looks very extravagant. It looks very elegant. Um, everybody give me spot hidden rolls, though. 
Regular success. Avi, don't forget uh, the cat. Re- regular success. 66 is a failure. Um, so for those of you who who make it, Extreme. Uh, well, actually, for those of you who fail, um, you're you're kind of taken aback by by this room, um, and and really just everything. There there are rooms to your right and to your left. Um, to the right is uh, you can kind of see through the open doors. It looks like there's a sitting room, and there's a lot of music coming out of there. It sounds like somebody's playing a piano in there. You can see some some people kind of sitting around. To your left, that room is much more sedate. It looks like it might be um, some type of sitting room or parlor or something like that. You can see some people kind of in there. Um, Those who made your spot hidden roll, as you're looking around the room, uh, you can see that um, the, uh, you know, everything looks very, very nice, but you can kind of see like on the staircase how um, somebody did basically like a slapdash white uh, paint job to cover over some some uh, peeling paint. They didn't properly remove the paint. They just kind of painted over it. Uh, the car- the red carpeted runner that's going up the stairs, it looks very nice if you were just kind of you know, glancing at it. But when you look at it a little bit closer, you can see that that it's kind of worn. Uh, it's not brand new. It's it's not something that you would expect, you know, somebody with a lot of money uh, to have, um, with that, uh, the, the gentleman who was standing, uh, kind of leaning against the staircase moves forward. He's got this huge smile on his face. Uh, he's holding a a drink, a martini, uh, kind of comes over and he's laughing, uh, as the the maid just kind of turns around and kind of walks behind the stairs. It looks like there's like a, uh, a doorway, uh, behind the stairs, probably to some rooms behind it. Um, he kind of laughs and, uh, introduces himself, uh, says, uh, well, Alfred Bates, uh, welcome to the party. Uh, apologize for the help there. Um, you know, it, it's hard to find good help these days. And he's chuckling this, this whole time. Uh, Mr. Bates, uh, uh, are you a member of the, or a friend of the family? Uh, friend uh, of the Vargas, yes. Uh, you know, I met uh, Ariadne, Ar- Ariadne and uh, Zoltan uh, a couple of weeks ago. They invited me to their parties. Uh, it's been uh, a raucous great time. Um, it's uh, so I, I've kept coming. I mean, why not? You, you, right? You know, free food, free dancing, free friend, free whatever. Uh, absolutely. And with that, he kind of holds up his drink and smiles and takes takes another drink. How old is this Bates fellow? Uh, you know, you estimate, you know, 30s. So he's too old for me to call him Master Bates. That's a pity. <laughs> I will ask him where the drinks, uh, where the nearest drinks tray is. Ah, uh, so you'll want to go, uh, and he kind of shows his, uh, leans his hand to the right, where, where this music is coming from. Um, he says, oh, all of the drinks are in there. Um, although you'll, you'll probably find some in the, in the dining room or the parlor as well. Uh, you know, feel free to help yourself. You know, Ariadne and Zoltan are very, very good with uh, sharing uh, their wealth and sharing uh, their good fortune. Can't wait to meet them. Nice to meet you, Mr. Bates. Yes, nice to meet you too. Um, one question, sir. How yes. close did you say you were with the family again? Oh, I, I've, I've met them through some social gatherings and, and they invited me. I, I wouldn't say that I'm very close. 
All right. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and with that, he, he kind of looks over into the room where uh, to your right uh, as you're, you're coming in the door where the piano's playing. And he sees it almost looks like he sees somebody in there. And he goes, oh, well, if you'll excuse me, I, I must go mingle now. And with that, he kind of turns and, and walks uh, into uh, into that room. So I've got kind of a weird technical question. Um, I got an extreme on my spot hidden. Okay. So and I'm a detective. So I'm looking around. I'm wondering how they're paying for all this. And I'm, I'm making certain assumptions. I'm assuming that if they're renting the place, this isn't necessarily their stuff that's in the house. Um, do I see any evidence of things being moved or maybe sold off and, you know, like a di like dimples in the carpet where there should be something. Gotcha. Yeah. You don't see anything like that. And and so you're, you're still in the foyer. You're, you're, you can kind of see into the two rooms to the side. Um, you can you can see paintings on the wall uh, on, on some of the walls. Um, you can see some furniture. The um, when you kind of compare the paintings and they're very nice paintings, they look very new and not necessarily new, but um, uh, kind of high end. It's not like, you know, hotel art here. Sure, you know, we're talking sure. like, you know, something that came from an art gallery somewhere. Uh, the furniture itself um, looks very nice. It, when you contrast that to what you're seeing with on like the staircase with the, the carpet uh, being worn out and just the, the crappy paint job, uh, it seems very out of place. Um, so because you got an extreme success, I will say that, you know, in your mind, you kind of feel like, you know, maybe they were, they're renting this furniture or that, or maybe somebody gave it to them uh, to borrow or, or something like that. Okay. But um, with, for, for my looking around with, with uh, a decent, I didn't get a, an extreme, but a hard, I'd be looking more so like at the people. Do they, do they seem like they're more, intoxicated or, or does it look like there might be a bunch of people that are sort of in drugged stupors by any chance? No, you don't see anything like that. I mean, definitely everybody has a drink in their hands um, just by glancing around. Um, everybody, you know, you definitely see some tipsy people, you know, maybe some people, you know, you can tell from the distance that are uh, a little bit more than tipsy, uh, nothing that you would consider uh, uh, drugs. Uh, in fact, yeah. Um, I would say that at least some of you know what marijuana smells like. You're not smelling anything like that. In fact, it, it actually smells quite pleasant. You know, you, there are flowers and bases uh, and things like that. Well, I am going to detach from all the older people I've just okay. arrived with. Um, and I'm going to head upstairs. Uh, okay. Um, so you, so you're going to start walking upstairs. Uh, what is everybody else doing? I'm heading um, towards the music room. Yeah. I'm definitely heading toward the drinks. Um, cause I, I feel like, I feel like that's probably the best place to find one or both of the Vargas. Okay. And, um, and to anyone who's coming with me, I kind of lean into with sort of murmur. I don't look that the maid didn't understand me when we came in. I don't think she's Hungarian. We got that impression, yeah. Okay. So, other than Garland, is everybody going to the room to the right, room number three on your map, where the music's coming from? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll shadow uh, Benjamin. Okay. Um, parties, parties at yeah. 
So, uh, Garland, what we'll do you first. Um, you start to walk up the stairs um, and you get about half, uh, maybe like three quarters of the way up, uh, up the stairs. And um, as you get up there, you can see that there are, it's basically like um, uh, the upstairs goes into um, uh, a hallway that, that stretches across the, the length of the house. You can see um, at least uh, three different um, doors that are closed. Um, but as you get about two thirds of the way up, you hear a voice behind you uh, saying, sir, uh, excuse me, sir, um, I'm, I'm sorry, that, but, but the party is down here. Uh, and as you kind of turn around, you can see um, another uh, maid or, or at least somebody dressed up as like a, a servant, you know, serving drinks. She's holding a um, uh, uh, hold, holding a um, something to, to carry drinks, um, uh, and she's just kind of looking up at you and says, "Sir, I'm sorry, the, the the party's down down here." Oh, my my most sincere apologies. I oh no 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 I worries. Can, can I get you anything? Oh, uh, just uh, what do you have uh, on your tray there? Oh, she says, uh, you know, I we have champagne and wine and uh, in, in the room and she kind of points to the room on the right. Uh, there is uh, liquor in there um, that, you know, so, uh, you can pour yourself a drink. Uh, we'll be bringing food out soon. Oh, well, uh, well, thank you so much. I'll, I'll take uh, a flute from her. And OK, I guess okay. head in that direction. If I don't hear any, if nobody's talking in that other room that they said was like a apart like the when we first walked in right there was the left right but most i mean you, you can right. see some people in there um they're, they're definitely in there talking you see at least um two couples uh kind of sitting around a table uh drinks in hand talking um from, from your vantage point you can kind of see some guy uh kind of uh brooding in the corner almost uh holding uh, a drink with it looks like he uh, has bourbon or something like that uh whiskey um, but it's definitely much more calm than the other room. All right. Well, if I if I don't spot anybody, I immediately recognize. Um, yeah, you you don't see anybody that you'd recognize. Then I'll wander in after the older folks into okay. the, the piano room. All right. So the the four of you, um, as as um, Garland was doing this, you wandered into the um, uh, to the room on the right, which is really a uh, sitting room. Um, you you look around the room, and the the biggest thing that that you can see, or the the most obvious thing, is in the corner is a. Uh, a gentleman playing the piano. Uh, he's playing it very, very loudly. Um, but but everybody who's there uh, seems to be enjoying it. Um, he uh, he's going through. Um, you know, he right now he's playing a number of uh, kind of well uh, known. Um, uh, kind of pop songs, uh, essentially. Uh, he's not playing anything like um, uh, anything classical or anything like that. It's all a very uh, uh, fast yes. tune, fast speed, exactly. Um, also around the room, um, you see uh, on the other side of the room, um, you see uh, a table set up with a large amount of liquor. Um, there is uh, more than a dozen bottles of scotch, Canadian whiskey, gin, uh, anything that, that you think that, that you would like. Uh, there's no bartender. Oh. 
there's no bartender. Um, everybody, there's glasses right next to it. So everybody uh, is kind of serving themselves. Um, uh, additionally, uh, there is uh, a couple uh, gentlemen uh, sitting in uh, on a couch right next to the liquor. Um, even just by looking at them, uh, you can tell that they are uh, inebriated. They're, they're, they're pretty drunk. Um, of the gentlemen that came into the room, of the three, Benjamin, Harvey, and Thaddeus, who has the highest appearance um 45 <laughs> 65 hmm. uh 50 all right so as you walk in as, as the four of you walk in um thaddeus uh you you see all this but then you also see uh this very attractive woman uh blonde in her 30s kind of come up to you uh almost immediately she kind of spies you and immediately starts walking up to you uh and says oh hell hello i i don't recall seeing you at these parties before are, are you new to here this is uh my first bacchanal on halsey street really uh, well, let me introduce myself. My name is Glenda, um, a friend of Ariadne. Uh, please let me let me uh, introduce you around. Let me take you around. And with that, she kind of slips her arm into yours, uh, kind of pulling you, uh, you know, uh, close. You're too kind, Glenda. Are you an alchemist yourself? You don't sound Hungarian. No, no. I I actually uh, chuckles a little bit and says a little bit. Uh, low. I actually worked at uh, Gleason's department store. Ariadne has come in multiple times to, to purchase things and invited me, and I just love it. I've been coming here for, for weeks and weeks. Um, uh, but you know, please, uh, you know, let me let me show you uh, show you around. She kind of pulls you tight even more. Uh, how about we go get you a drink? Uh, a delightful idea. What are you having, dear? Uh, whatever you're having. Uh, and with that, she kind of starts pulling you over to the the uh, whole table of liquor. Yes, I think uh, f uh, for the keeper's purposes, not for Glenda's, I think I'll be able to mm -hmm. tell whether the booze is real or not most effectively by choosing one of the gins. Okay. Seeing whether the label is new, whether it tastes anything like that gin should. Etc. It, it absolutely does. Um, it okay. is absolutely real. Um, everything that you would expect to find for it to be, you know, a real high quality liquor, it is. So they're spending a fortune on these soirees, is what I'm understanding. I'm also going to pour Glenda a generous dollop. Okay. Um, and, and she she happily takes it, and yeah, she she uh, starts to drink it and coughs a little bit you can kind of tell that you know she probably is not uh, a heavy drinker um but you know she's trying to keep up appearances we're all learning new tricks aren't we yes absolutely and she kind of giggles um with that what's everybody else doing at this point in time garland you would have you have walked into the room as well um well while they're doing that i'm gonna sidle up and make myself a gin and tonic and then sort of cast my eyes around the room to see like who probably looks like the host in here? Are they here at all? Uh, looking around the room, you you don't see uh, anybody who who looks like a host. Although, give me a spot hidden for for Doctor Bentz only. 
62 out of 65 made it. Nice. So um, looking into the room uh, to we'll say to your north, um, not, the, the, not the room you came from, but the, the other room uh, next to this, it looks like it's a library. Uh, and you can see uh, a couple, uh, uh, about five or six men in there, uh, in about two uh, or three groups talking. One of the men you recognize, it is uh, Professor Francis Morgan. You know that he is one of the uh, more tenured professors of the archaeology department at Miskatonic University. Found you. Um, in addition to that, as you're kind of looking around, you do see some some people kind of walking around serving drinks. You do recognize some of them as students from the university. It, look, it looks like, you know, maybe that uh, the Vargas have hired them to to act as, uh, um, you know, the waiters and waitresses for the night. Interesting. Um, uh, Benjamin and Harvey, uh, what, what are you two doing? Oh, I'm heading over by the li- the the um, the piano. Okay. And I'm uh, I'm I'm looking for some young um, woman who's I could I I could uh, eavesdrop to find out if she's Ariadne. Um, looking around, you don't see anybody who you would consider that. You know, the the only um, woman in in this room is Glenda, and the the library, uh, the next room over, you don't see any uh, women in there other than a waitress or two that that walks in every once in a while. Um, you can see um, uh, from that room, uh, from the library, it looks like it opens up into a conservatory. Uh, 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 kind of like a, a big glass conservatory uh, on the outside of the house. However, um, you can't tell uh, who's in there. There's not a lot of lighting out there. It's nighttime, so it's kind of hard to see from from the room you're in. I uh, uh, was I close enough to Thaddeus when he was talking to Glenda uh, to overhear their conversation. Yeah, the, the music's pretty loud, but you know, she, you are, were all together when she also came up, awesome. and she was not being shy at all. All right. In fact, as you glance over, she is just, you know, her arm is with Thaddeus. She's, you know, striking up a conversation, uh, trying to to be charming. I'm going to randomly choose a number of people, possibly the ones that seem a bit inebriated, mm-hmm. and. The information I'm going to try to get out of them. Well, I I just uh, so uh, um, have you been to a lot of these parties? Um, uh, what do you do for a living? Um, so you walk over there. So so as you're walking over there, uh, let me just ask uh, Harvey and Garland. What what are you two doing in the room? I was going ahead to the uh, to the drinks. Find an empty glass. And as long as no one's sort of uh, like staring at me, uh, there's a, I'm guessing a pitcher of water there for mixing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pour like a half glass of water, put a couple ice cubes in it and uh, just sort of walk from there into the library and start eavesdropping into any of the conversations there while fake perusing the books. Gotcha. Okay. And, and Garland? I I am looking for Eugene or Gordon, um, basically somebody that I that I know. If I don't see anybody in this room, I'll go to the next. And if I don't see anybody in the library, I'll go outside. Gotcha. So, so in this pain in hand, but I'm not really. I'm not drinking. Okay. That. 
So, uh, Garland, uh, with you, um, you don't see anybody in this room you recognize. You definitely don't see Eugene. You don't see Gordon. Um, and so, you know, you kind of head over into the library. Um, Harvey, uh, you you kind of head that way too a little bit before Garland. Um, we'll, we'll kind of get back to you here in a second. Uh, Benjamin, you you walk over to the um, the two gentlemen who are kind of just sitting down next to the um, next to the uh, liquor, uh, the table of liquor. Uh, and Thaddeus, you're close enough, even though Glenda is kind of talking off your ear, uh, you can kind of see this too. And so you could probably hear this. And, and Dr. Benz too, you could probably hear this as well, even though, you know, again, the piano is pretty loud. He, the, the, the pianist is, is going at a pretty good pace. Um, so uh, Benjamin, you, you walk over uh, and um, the two gentlemen, you know, kind of look up at you and smile. Uh, one who looks to be a little bit older, maybe in his forties, he's wearing a very nice suit. Um, it does not appear to be, you know, too inebriated, although you can kind of tell he is the other gentleman who's, you know, maybe late thirties, uh, still kind of wearing a, a nice suit to look uh, dressed up. He is definitely uh, two, uh, three sheets to the wind. Um, you know, he's, he's not, you know, spilling things all over him, although he's kind of got that, you know, relaxed pose. He's got a drink in his hand, you know, slowly brings it up to his, his mouth, you know, things like that. Um, as you come over, they kind of smile at you and, and, you know, say, uh, well, welcome to the party. Well, thank you for, uh, uh, it's quite a party, isn't it? Oh yeah. Is this your first time here? Uh, the, the, it actually is. Yeah. How, how many times have you been to this party? Oh, uh, and the older gentleman is, is the one who's talking to you. He says, uh, yeah, this is probably, I think, my second or third one. Uh, the name's Portman, uh, Stuart Portman. And he reaches out and, and shakes your hand. Um, yes. Uh, and uh, here, uh, my, my friend here is uh, Apley, uh, Bartholomew Apley. Um, uh, we, he's, he's been here more, more than I. And uh, he kind of, you know, nudges him a little bit and, and laughs. Yeah, I think he just comes here for, for the alcohol, for the, for the liquor. So what do you guys do for a living? Oh, well, uh, you get right to the point. Uh, don't you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Armand. Oh, um, Armand. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, the older gentleman again is speaking. Uh, he says, um, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, come from a wealthy family, so I'm, you know, pretty self-supported, although I'm a collector of uh, various, uh, you know, I, fine items, art, books, music, you know, things like that. Oh. Uh, and uh, the other gentleman kind of laughs and, and smiles uh, and, and says uh, that he's, um, uh, his name, again, is, is Bartholomew. Bartholomew Apley. Okay. Uh, he um, he basically describes how he owns like a, a biz, an importing business within um, uh, within Arkham. Ah. Well, um, so uh, how long have you known uh, Zoltan and uh, Ariadne? Oh, uh, only a couple weeks. Um, you know, I, I met uh, again. This is uh, Stuart talking, uh, the older gentleman. Uh, I met uh, Zoltan uh, through uh, a gentleman's club um, uh, in Arkham and city where he was invited by another member uh, and he ended up inviting me. He's got a, a very interesting story. Uh, you, you haven't met him yet. Uh, we haven't seen him. Is he here somewhere? Oh, and he kind of, you know, sits up and looks around. He's like, oh, he, he's, he must be here somewhere. Uh, I know I've seen him and Ariadne around here somewhere. Um, I'm sure that, that, that they're around. If, um, if I see them, I'll, I'll point them out to you. Uh, and with that, uh, Bartholomew kind of laughs a little bit. He's like, 
Uh, and and men, you hear him mention something a little bit under his breath about um, Ariadne and how he's uh, looking forward uh, to seeing her again. Hmm. She sounds like quite a girl. Do you know what she's dressed in tonight? Um, Bartholomew says, oh, yes, yeah, she's uh, in this very lovely silver gown. Um, uh, and yes, uh, by what you said, she is a pretty, uh, an interesting woman. Uh, he kind of um, looks at you and, and smiles and says, um, you know, she's she's a free love advocate, uh, quite, uh, quite modern for for a woman. Uh, but then again, she is uh, European, so one would expect that. Well, they're sometimes a little more free with those sorts of things. We are, after all, we, our country was founded by uh, Puritans, wasn't it? Yes, exactly. And he, he kind of laughs with that. Um, uh, and uh, with that, he kind of stands up, um, Epley stands up and goes over to the bar, uh, says something about, you know, how he wished that they would expand their offerings. Uh, but then he grabs, you know, the, the nearest bottle, kind of pours it into his drink and says, but this surely does the trick and kind of laughs. And uh, Thaddeus, you're standing right there and he kind of nudges you a little bit, uh, stumbles as he does. Oh, watch out there. <clears throat> Careful, fella. Oh, don't, don't worry. Sorry, sorry. And with that, he uh, kind of stumbles back. I a kind of bit. have to dodge out of the way, which is a little hard to do because I'm in heels, which puts me <laughs> over six feet. So, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and with that, he, he kind of smiles at you um, and, you know, just kind of you know, takes another drink. And, and with that, kind of smacks back down in, into the couch um the drink kind of spilling over him a little bit um and it, with that department apologizes and says you know i'm sorry my my friend here he uh obviously uh, enjoys the drink um please pay pay him no mind uh, apologize for him certainly uh well thank you for talking to me i'm going to uh wander around a bit see if i can uh, find mr uh, Zoltan and uh, his lovely daughter or niece. Niece, yes, yes. Um, with that, um, Harvey, you you've kind of walked into the library. You said that you're uh, kind of uh, looking around, um, looking to you know, kind of eavesdrop on the conversations and you know check out the, the books that are there. Exactly. So I'm I'm babying a fake drink and just browsing books, but my main intent is to eavesdrop. Okay. There, there are really two two groups of men in here kind of talking there. Um, three of the men are kind of in uh, the, uh, the the southwest corner of the um, of the room. Um, they're they're talking baseball. You can hear that it sounds like it's um, kind of almost like a battle between uh, some Yankees and uh, Red Sox fans talking, uh, kind of jiding each other over how um, the Sox uh, uh, get, got rid of Babe Ruth. And um, one you hear one guy says, "Well, you know, they should have never sold Ruth." Uh, one another gentleman laughs and says, "Oh, it's too late now." And, and the the first gentleman goes, well, you know, I'm going to say it now. They're cursed. I curse them right now. They won't win a series again this century. The curse of the Bambino that he takes another, you know, big drink. Um, 
but they're, they're, they seem to be, you know, just kind of talking about that. Uh, the other group, uh, and this would be the group uh, which uh, you wouldn't necessarily know this, but this is the group that Professor Morgan is in. Uh, you can also hear them talking about, um, it seems that they're, they're talking about politics, um, specifically uh, that they feel that the current uh, Miskatonic University president should run for mayor, or that there's rumors that he's going to be running for town mayor here shortly. Um, and they seem to be, you know, converting around that. Um, looking around the room itself, you see that um, there are uh, a lot of um, nicer books, nothing that you would consider super expensive though. Uh, nothing really old, nothing first edition or anything like that. Um, and, and, you know, as you're doing this, Garland, you kind of walk into the room as well. Uh, like I said, as well, um, to the north of you, uh, the next room over is a conservatory. Uh, it is glass. Um, it, it's very dark out there that basically the, the only light out there is from the ambient light from this room. Um, you can make out that there are two or three people in there that seem to be talking, but you can't really, you know, see uh, for sure just because of the, the difference in lighting. As I'm muted, uh, some cat is in here, it has my tongue. I will walk past them and out to the conservatory. Okay. So, so, so you start walking out there. Um, as this is all going on, Thaddeus, you, uh, Glenda is just talking your ear off. Um, she is, uh, I, uh, we, um, she, she keeps talking to you, um, pulling you close whenever you try to, to walk away a little bit, um, trying to, to get to know you, you, you get very much the feeling that she is really looking for, you know, for, for somebody to, um, kind of be her companion through the party. Uh, uh, yes, Glenda, um, since you are uh, the experienced Bacchanalian and I am not, perhaps you can show me around the place. Oh, I would love to. Um, so so you, you, you said you've never been to one of these before, so, so you don't know what goes on then, do you? Uh, I only know that uh, the parties are notorious. Yes, they are. They're, uh, you know, some some might say they're scandalous, and she kind of giggles when she says that. Um, and she goes, "Well, uh, to let you know, uh, you know, later on tonight, Ariadne will ring a gong um, from the foyer. Uh, we're all supposed to gather in there, and that's when we have the invocation of Bacchus, uh, which I it must be some Hungarian uh, ritual or 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 festival or something like that. It's quite quite fun." Um, you know, I, I'll, she kind of puts her hands on your shoulder. I'll walk you through it. Don't worry. Uh, but with that, and she kind of turns a little bit red when she says this, she says, uh, Ariadne at that point chooses somebody from the crowd to be her. She kind of pauses for a second, turns a little bit more red, her companion. And they, they go upstairs and I, you, you can imagine what, what they do from there. Uh, nothing that I would ever do, of course. I couldn't imagine, but you, you know how Europeans are uh, much more free thinking than, than us Americans. Yes, uh, yeah, notoriously so. And, and the, the, you know, the Bacchus thing goes back thousands of years. It's, uh, you know, in other parts of the world, 
it's not uh, not at all scandalous. Uh, oh. You said this is your third or fourth week, Glenda? Yes, I, I've been coming here for uh, a couple weeks. Uh, have met many, many interesting people. A, a lot of the people here uh, have been coming for uh, a number of times. You know, when, once you come to one party, you want to come. You want to keep uh, enjoying yourself and coming back. And uh, once Ariadne chooses her um, bacchanalian partner of the evening, what does everyone else do? Uh, we just continue on with the party. Uh, you know, the, the party will go on for hours after that. Uh, there's, you know, drinking and music and dancing, and uh, it's just a, a lovely, great time. And you leave at dawn in, in tatters? Uh, no, no, nothing like that. Uh, although, you know, we have come out uh, or left a couple of times once the, uh, once the sun has come up. Um, the parties can go very late at night. It's, uh, you know, I've heard the police have shown up uh, once or twice, but, you know, once once Zoltan talks to them, they, they tend to leave us alone. It's, it's all in good fun, you understand. I hope you can introduce me to one of the hosts, but let's let's do a spin around. Um, who was the lucky fellow last week? I don't recall, actually. Um, I know many of the gentlemen here have... Um, have been uh, uh, wanting to to be her her choice, and she actually kind of stands up and looks around. You know, I I don't recall his name, and I don't see him here this week. That's quite, kind of odd. Well, maybe um, the tour will uh, will run across one of the lucky fellows. Does it, does she have um, a likely lineup? Like the top three and the oh, top I, I'm sure there there are definitely some gentlemen here who. Um, who have been hoping so, and she kind of turns her back to um, Apley, who's you know sitting there drunk on the couch, and kind of whispers into your, I know that uh, Bartholomew here has been hoping, but let's face it, that's not going to happen. Um, there are a couple others here. I think there is uh, the the one who I think has had her eye recently is uh, a young man, uh, Eugene. I think is his name. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that might be right. Uh, I've only met him once. Yes, the Shackley boy. I know his parents. Oh, okay. They're very square people. They wouldn't understand. Um, the uh, I, the first fellow that I met when I came in, uh, Bates was his name. Yes. Did something I, about sharing and the and the family good fortune. Have they been in some way? Have the parties gotten fancier each week? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, every every week it seems to have more liquor, better music, better food. Um, you know, I, I think they're trying to to make up for for what they lost in in Hungary. It's it's a horrible story. Um, you know, although I, I I I don't think I could tell it you know very well. You know, here let let's go find one of the Vargas and I'll introduce you and they can tell you the story. And with that, she kind of starts pulling you uh, kind of in towards the direction of of the foyer. Keeper, I'm going to follow them because I need okay. to hear this. Okay. Um, Garland, you were heading towards the conservatory. Harvey, you are in the library. Uh, where are you going from there or, or, or what are you doing? Um, if I see uh, Garland pass by going by himself into the conservatory, I'll shadow from a distance just to make sure Garland's okay, but I'm not going to close close enough to interfere with what Garland wants to do. Okay. And Benjamin, what about you? 
Um, I'm wandering about, so I'm probably heading towards the library as okay. Ivy's coming out of the library. Okay, perfect. Um, okay, so uh, Garland, you are um, heading into the conservatory. Uh, Harvey, you can see him go in. Benjamin, as you're walking into the library, uh, you can kind of see what I described as well. You hear the conversations as well uh, and can can look around the room. Uh, excuse me. Um, uh, Dr. Benz and Thaddeus, uh, as you are um, uh, heading, as uh, Glenda is pulling you into the foyer, we'll, we'll get to, to you in, in a second. But uh, Garland, you head into the conservatory. Um, this is a basically like a, uh, a glass windowed room that's built off of the back of the house. Um, it's very nice out here. It's actually e even right now in the evening, um, you can kind of feel the warmth as you go into the room uh, that it collected throughout the day from the sun. Uh, there are a lot of plants in this room. Uh, it's very nice. Uh, but as you walk into the room, you see three people. You see a gentleman. Um, the gentleman is actually looks fairly young maybe a little bit older than you uh maybe like four or five years older than you although he has uh completely silver gray hair um the two women uh look fairly young um uh, late 20s uh, one is uh, a blonde and, and one is a brunette and they're just kind of sitting there entranced by uh this gentleman and you hear him speak as you walk into the room you hear him speak in a very thick German accent. Uh, believe me, there's nothing to fear. Sometimes things happen we don't expect. And then he sees you and kind of cuts it short. Uh, and uh, as he sees you and turns to the woman and says, uh, but we'll, we'll try again another evening. I'm sure we'll have more success. Uh, and, and with that, um, he kind of turns to you and says, uh, good evening, uh, Gerhard Winch, uh, professional spiritualist at your service. Uh, and as that, he kind of reaches out his hand bow slightly to you oh uh, pleased to meet you uh, gerhard um sorry i seem to be a little bit uh, turned around with these uh noise as a way of uh stimulating the nerves i suppose Oh yes, the, the, especially at these parties with the, this uh, the, the music. And I apologize for any people who actually can do a German accent out there. Um, but uh, he continues on. So yes, we, we I came into this room just just because the uh, the um, the piano was was so very loud, ringing in my ears. You you know how it is. Yes, I suppose it's a little hard to uh, contact any spirits with such a. A ruckus. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, he says, uh, are, are you uh, new to these parties? I, I don't uh, remember seeing you. <laughs> yes, this would be my, my first time. Ah, well, well welcome. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure the, the Vagas are around here. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you know them if you've gotten invited. Um, th myself, this is my uh, second or third party. Hmm. How did you come across the, uh, the Vargas yourself? Oh, uh, Ariadne. She uh, she uh, came, uh, found me um, well known in town, uh, you see. Uh, and so she wanted a little bit of entertainment, um, you know, being a spiritualist, uh, always willing to uh, show my capabilities, my skills. And um, so I've, I've been coming a couple of times to to assist her with that. Oh, so you've uh, you've had a bit of a one on one with her? 
team or just no, for the no. general party? Uh, general party. You know, we we've had uh, we we've done a seance or two uh, in the past, uh, but uh, all all in good fun to uh, to really you know more entertain everyone. But but let's let's talk uh, of something else. And and with that, uh, you at this point you kind of notice that the um, the two women uh, kind of get bored with this conversation, and so they kind of wander back into the library. And those who are in the library see these two women come in, um, and then he says, "Well, uh, you know, what what, what do you uh, do, sir, uh, Mister uh, Vandermolen?" You said, "Yes, I'm a I'm a currently I'm a student of law." Hmm. How fascinating. Um, uh, what, what type of law will, will you be uh, performing? Oh, business. Ah, well, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, uh, the, the Vargas would love to, to talk to you. You know, they're uh, exiles uh, from, from Hungary, you know, um, trying to get their, uh, uh, their lands and, and their, uh, their, their rightful uh, titles back. I'm sure that they can use a, a great lawyer like you. And with that, he kind of lifts his glass uh, and says, uh, to, if you don't mind, a toast to, the, to our wonderful host, the, the Vargas, uh, to, to them and all like them. Cheers. Cheers. And clinks it and just kind of downs his glass. So, uh, Gerhard, uh, how do you how do you find these these parties yourself beyond your your seance and finding new clientele? Is it a you seem to be coming back? You must enjoy it quite a bit. Oh yes, ab absolutely. It's uh, a great time. Um, you know, I've, I've come to uh, uh, you know like the Vargas. Uh, come to meet a lot of interesting people here. So uh, it really makes sense to, to just come back. I mean, you, you, everybody needs to unwind a little bit, you know. Of course, you know, you know I've, uh, I got in touch with the Vargas through a couple of friends, but I can't seem to find them. Oh, uh, they're, they're around here somewhere. Um, uh, I don't see uh, Zoltan, uh, fortunately, of course, but uh, Ariadne, I think I saw in the parlor or, or somewhere somewhere else. Uh, I'm sure they're, they're around here. Um, uh, he kind of starts looking around uh, and just, you know, acts like he, he doesn't see anyone. Uh, but uh, my other friends, I know, have you seen uh, Eugene anywhere? Uh, Eugene, no, I'm I'm sorry, I, I don't know anyone uh, by that name. Um, is he a friend of yours? Uh, he he is. I was hoping to see him here. Ah, uh, well, um, no, I I, I don't see him, uh, or I, I don't know who who that is. But you know, this is a very large house. There are lots of people here. Um, you know, who who knows uh, uh, who you might run into? Yes, well. I suppose I will stop bothering you unless you get back to uh, communing with the dad, I suppose. Oh, yes, of course. Well, well here, before, before you go, and he kind of reaches uh, into his pocket, he pulls out and gives you a business card uh, on it that says uh, Gerhard Vinch, spiritualist and advisor, and gives you his phone number. Oh, thank you so uh, much. Absolutely. And uh, Harvey and Benjamin, you um, you can kind of see Garland talking to this gentleman. Um, you see the two women uh, come into the room uh, and they they kind of um, start moving through the room, going to the sitting room, almost like they're going to uh, uh, going to get a drink. Um, 
with that, um, Sybil and Thaddeus, uh, Glenda is pulling you into the, um, uh, she pulls you through the, the foyer into the room to the, to the next of the foyer, which is the parlor. Um, inside that room, you see uh, two couples kind of sitting around a table. Um, the, uh, just like the rest of the house, the, the parlor is uh, fairly nice. It's definitely more sedate in here. You can definitely hear the music from the piano, but um, there's a door to your north that you can hear um, some, uh, it sounds like a, a phonograph being played. In fact, as you look to the north, you can see two couples dancing. It looks almost like it's a dining room. Um, but in this room, it's a little bit more sedate. You have the two couples kind of sitting around talking. You have uh, a gentleman who's kind of standing in the corner. He's kind of, you know, holding his drink, looking around. Uh, it looks like he's looking around for somebody. Um, and as Glenda pulls you in, uh, you see a gentleman walk into the room. Uh, he looks like uh, he's wearing a uh, wearing a very nice shirt uh, or very nice suit. Um, he has graying hair. He looks like he's in his maybe late fifties, early sixties. Uh, and as he enters the room, uh, Glenda kind of perks up and says, Oh, well, there's Zoltan. Let me, let me introduce you. And she starts to lead you to him. Um, uh, Sybil, I assume that you're, you're going to be following him. Yes, I will be. Okay. So, so as you get close, you can see how, um, as Zoltan walks into the room, you can see that the, the gentleman who's kind of brooding in the corner, he kind of perks up a little bit, uh, and begins to, to move towards, uh, Zoltan. Uh, but then Zoltan sees Glenda, uh, bringing you there and kind of ignores, uh, the other gentleman, uh, and makes uh, a direct line to you. And as he does, um, I cannot do a Hungarian accent, but he's speaking in a very uh, good Hungarian accent. Uh, he says, ah, Glenda, uh, it's so good to see you again. And I see that you brought friends uh, with that. He reaches, uh, he, uh, reaches out his hand uh, uh, and says, uh, kind of clicks his heels, does a short bow and introduces himself as Zoltan Varga um, and welcomes you into, into his house. Thank you. I, I understand it's uh, Varga Zoltan where you come from, yes? Yes, I've been trying to adopt the American uh, convention. So, so, so I apologize, you, you seem very knowledgeable about my country. Oh, I'm, I'm sadly not at all, but you can call me uh, Vandermol and Thaddeus. Uh -huh. if we well, were in well, the old world. Well, well, thank you, uh, Mr. Thaddeus. Uh, it's so good to uh, to meet you. And he turns to uh, Sybil uh, and kind of reaches out to to grab your hand and leans down uh, and kisses it and says, "And you, and you, madam, uh, would be." Uh, I say in perfect Hungarian, uh, Bet Sybil, a professor of of history at Mississippi. Uh, he kind of uh, smiles uh, very brightly and responds to you in Hungarian, saying, oh, it, the one who understands and speaks my language, uh, it's so nice to have a cultured woman in within our, our walls here. Please welcome. Yeah, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, uh, he says, uh, how did you uh, come to, uh, to the house? Did, did Ariadne give you uh, an invitation? Uh, friends of friends. Um, ah, okay. My son is at college with one of the young fellows who's been visiting. 
Ah, I, I see. I see. Uh, well, regardless, you know, all are welcome here in our house. Uh, we are so glad you are here. Um, you know, Arkham has been such a welcoming community. Uh, if my niece and I uh, should fail to recover our home in Hungary, we certainly look forward to settling here in Arkham. Everybody has been so welcoming. And your hospitality is most generous. Oh, I'm, thank you. I'm surprised. Uh, given your status that you haven't um, been introduced among the finer houses of town, but had to sort of make your own way socially. Uh, yeah, well, you know how it is. Uh, you know, it, it's when you first arrive in, in a new city, especially when you're a foreigner, uh, it, it's difficult to to meet everyone. And there, there's always that um, there's always that stigma of uh, you know somebody uh, being from the outside, so it, it is difficult. But we are making our ways, uh, as you can see here. You know there there are a number of uh, well-to-do uh, gentlemen and, and ladies, and kind of smiles at uh, Dr. Bentz uh, as he says that. Uh, and you know we are so glad for for everybody here. Uh, and, and I apologize. Uh, what do you do for a living, sir? Uh, you know. Um... I, I collect things mostly these days, and ah. my family made its money uh, some time ago, and I uh, was unable to defend your empire or combat it during the war <laughs> due to personal injury. Um, ah. you know, I maintain business interests. Okay. Everybody must maintain their interests. Uh, he smiles and he looks at Dr. Benz and says, and for a, a very cultured lady, I, I suspect that you, you work uh, at the university. Is that correct? I do. Um, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a professor of history, but I specialize actually in Hungary. Oh, interesting. So you know a lot of my country and and, and where do. we come from. Excellent. You, uh, I will have to say you, you must speak to Ariadne then. She uh, has been uh, absolutely in, uh, indoctri indoctrinating herself into the American culture. And I, I fear that she's forgetting about uh, what it's like in the old country, uh, being away oh, uh, as long as we have. Mm. How long is, is that, may I ask? Uh, we we were uh, chased out of our home uh, five years ago. She was uh, a young girl of 18 at the time, which uh, admittedly is not so young, but um, still, um, you know, coming to America, learning English. I, I, I knew English at the time, but she did not. So she's had to learn it. Uh, going through all of that uh, with such a, a horrible uh, time in our country's history, uh, it has played a part on her. Um, fortunately, her mother and father died during the war. So uh, I've been taking care of her since and was fortunate enough to, to get her out of the country. We're just, again, hoping that we can raise enough funds to to go back and get our um, uh, get our homestead and our possessions back from from the thieves and interlopers who have taken them. Well, with with that with any luck, that shall happen. But in case it doesn't, I, I'm sure you you know the old saying: when one when a large door closes, a smaller one opens. Absolutely, he he laughs uh, and you know, he he kind of looks around the room and you know he continues the conversation with you for about a minute or so and then says you you must excuse me I have other guests that I need to attend to um, and, and so he kind of you know, walks walks out of the room for those in the library uh, and, and Garland you, you've kind of come back in from the conservatory at this time um, 
as you're in the library, you know, the, the group of gentlemen that are discussing politics, um, they are um, kind of uh, talking um, and you see uh, one of the gentlemen. Um, well, let me ask, uh, Professor Bentz, would you have pointed out uh, the Professor Morgan um, to everybody? Well, I probably, because I believe one of the investigators was at the bar for a bit. I might have, you know, made a mention of um, Professor uh, Professor Morgan's in the library archaeology. Okay. okay. So, um, for the three that are in the library, as you are um, uh, in there, um, you're you're kind of, you know, looking around, listening to the conversations, maybe joining into a couple. You see uh, one of the waitresses, uh, a young girl. Um, uh, Garland, this is actually the same girl who was talking to you, uh, early 20s, blonde. Um, if you had to guess, she's probably a student at Miskatonic, uh, comes into the room um, and you. she goes to serve the, the gentleman, uh, including Professor Morgan, drinks. Um, and as uh, she does, she stops. Um, and you can see her and Professor Morgan kind of step off to the side and they're, they're kind of exchanging some, some, some words with each other. Uh, and then she just grabs one of the half empty drinks, throws it in his face and yells, you pig to hell with you and your stupid class. And she throws the drinks on the floor, making this huge commotion, takes off her, uh, uh, takes off her apron, throws it to the floor and, uh, um, uh, starts to uh, leave the room. Uh, as she does, uh, you turn around and you're following her. As she's walking out of the room, you see uh, her walk past this uh, very um, uh, beautiful woman in her 30s wearing a silver dress. And she kind of looks at you all, smiles, is a very beaming smile and says, well, you just can't get good help these days in a perfect Hungarian accent. Yes, it is. Uh, Arkham could be quite the troublesome locale for that. Uh, I don't believe we've been introduced. I'm Garland Vandermolen. Uh, and she takes a step forward and grabs your hand, uh, smiles, uh, and says, Ariadne Varga. And with that, we will end for tonight. Our players included David Gasway, Stuart Lipley, uh, Jen Obertaz, Morgan Llewellyn, and myself with Tyler Hudak as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming. Just cast an eye while by your head direction. Oh me, oh my, 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 that perfection. I repeat, don't you think that's kind of neat? I ask you confidentially, ain't she sweet?